Hey, Go Church family, welcome back to our podcast, which is week two for Abel. My name is Gilbert, and I'm sitting here with Pastor Matt Hadabal. Hey, everybody. And we just want to get stuck right into our series. This has been a great series so far. We're really looking forward to more discussions in our grow groups. And we're also excited that we can carry this series through for two whole months. So the first thing I want to ask is, what is the purpose of this message? What is the purpose of this series? Why are we talking about ABLE? You know, everything we do, we want to do deliberately. I mean, the reason we do this as a church is because we want to go in a certain direction together. You know, there's there's real word and real power in the word of God for us right now, because God is trying to do something in us and he's trying to do something through us. So what is the purpose of this series? We want everyone at Go Church to grow in confidence that God is able to equip and furnish them for every good work. So I wanna, I wanna recap quickly what we talked about the last couple of weeks. We introduced the subject, able, and we looked at our main scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse eight. And basically we saw that God is able to equip, to equip us to accomplish every good work that we need to accomplish. And that's the word that we keep going back to. God is able. And because God is able, he has made me able. Now, there's another scripture that we also looked at. And, and this really helps us break down how God makes us able. Because this month we're looking at, we are able through. Last week, we talked about the fact that we are able through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And because we are made able through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that means that we have covenant with God. We, we talked about what covenant really means, what covenant looks like. And we looked at the fact that everything that Jesus has, I now have because I'm in covenant with God through Jesus. So that means that whenever I see those words in Christ or in him, or through Jesus in the New Testament, that means in covenant. And basically that is the scripture that we're, we're using. So we're using 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. It says the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all, amen. That's really how we are made able. Yes. That's how God makes us able through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, which we just talked about, and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit. This week, we're gonna be talking about the love of God, God the Father, and what that means. Praise God. You know, when we're looking at Abel, we're just, we, we can't, you can't look at that subject, you can't look at this, this truth, not subject even, you can't look at this truth and miss that this is an expression of God's great love for us. Yeah. He loves me. He loves you so much that he made all the provision necessary for us to abound to every good work. Yeah. The things that he's called us to do are good. Like uh, that's in, uh, in 1 John, he says the, the commandments of the Lord are not, uh, the old English says grievous. In other words, 
the commandments of the Lord are not something that are terrible. They're not something that are, uh, oh, so hard. Oh, burdensome, this is a, heavy. No, yeah. these things are good and yeah. they're good for us. Yeah. Paul said that. He said, godliness is profitable. Profitable. <laughs> it means that there is something that you get out of it more than what you put into it. Absolutely. So that's, uh, that's actually in uh, a passage of scripture I really like. It says this. So this is actually in 1 Timothy 4, mm -hmm. verse 8. For bodily exercise profits a little. It's good to know that you go to the gym, it profits you a little bit. But godliness is profitable for all things. For all things. Having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Yes. And this week we're talking about how God the Father makes us able through his love. And that is actually through the word of promise that he gives us. The word of promise. So you know, we were just talking uh, last week about the covenant, the, the cutting to make a commitment of promise and tie those promises to the one who promised. So powerful. this is the one who promised. So we're really building this idea up that we have a covenant. Yes. And now in that covenant, we have certain things that belong to us. Yeah. So let me, let me read through this passage of scripture in second Peter chapter one, verses three and four. I'm going to read in the NLT because I really like the way it's worded. It's quite simple. It says this, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable us, enable, that's the word that we're looking at, enable us to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. So I want to, you know, I, that, uh, that passage is so powerful. Those promises are my ability. Think about that. My ability to do and overcome anything and everything that comes are in his promises right. that he made me. Why? Because there's a covenant where he tied the performance of those promises to his own integrity. Second Corinthians chapter three, um, Paul said that this is a uh, Young's literal translation. So it reads uh, a little weird because <laughs> it's a, like a literal word translation word, yeah. of the Greek. So for English reading, this is a little out of order, but uh, verse six says, who also made us sufficient to be ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. God has made us sufficient. He is my sufficiency. Yeah. He's my ability. And he made me able to serve in this new covenant. Why? Because he gave me these exceeding great and precious promises. 
And why, why I want to kind of hammer on this is when you hear yourself or when you hear someone say, well, I'm just not able to do that. Well, these exceeding great and precious promises were given so that we are able to do these good things. You know, the thing that we shouldn't be able to do is fail. The thing that we shouldn't be able to do is doubt. What should we be able to do? Overcome. Right. Sure. I mean, there, there are so many promises like about victory, right? And and First John 5 talks about, you know, faith is the victory that overcomes the world, even faith in Jesus Christ, which we have. Yes. And to make this relevant for the Go Church family, you know, in April, uh, Pastor Joel Sims was here and he shared a, a word inspired by the Holy Spirit, I believe, for Go Church Beirut, that it was time for us as a church to emerge. Yeah. That word emerge simply means to become visible, to become prominent, and to be put in a place where we can help Lebanon recover from a difficult situation. Well, how could we be able to do that? This, this is how. The exceeding great and precious These promises. Exceeding great and precious promises. That word emerge makes us able why because this is this is second peter these exceeding great and precious promises are our ability we are sufficient we are up to the challenge not we're going to be (laughs) yeah so to to anyone who might be wondering you know okay these promises belong to me but i'm not seeing them to that i'll tell you this this is what the Lord said through Paul, even if you are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Amen. The fact is it's true. Yes. <laughs> but if you don't see it, you need to learn how to receive it. It's, I mean, gravity is true, right? You, you can, you can say you don't believe in it, but uh, it's still working. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And the, and the fact is, it doesn't mean that because you don't see it, that that's not what God promised you. You know, it's not because I don't use a gift I received at Christmas that it doesn't belong to me. Right. The fact is, it does belong to me. It's a reality that it belongs to me. It's already been offered to me at Christmas. But if I don't do anything with it, I'm not going to see it in yeah. my life. Yeah. And that's why uh, when we began uh, a few weeks ago, I, I started with Second Corinthians 4.18. We need to look at what is maybe unseen. Yeah. So maybe not the natural circumstances that you see around you today, but the truth of God's word, because these exceeding great and precious promises do two things. One, they are our ability to do and overcome all. And two, they are the way we, Peter says, escape the corruption in the world. Right. Everybody wants to, well, I want to say it that way. Many people like to talk about corruption. Guess what? I'm immune to it. Why? Because of these exceeding great and precious promises. So powerful. You know, in a couple of minutes, I want to talk about examples of like areas 
where we have promises for. Yeah. And obviously what we're going to say is so limited because the Bible is uh, is a big book, right? Yeah. But um, first thing I, I do want to say is I want to refer back to Ruta 2.0. We had a lot of discussions about seeds and about roots and about upward growth and about fruitfulness and about a whole bunch of different subjects. And the fact is, we looked at this in, in the first couple of weeks is that a seed, the seed is the word of God, right? And once that seed is planted, it starts producing, but it needs to land in the right format of soil in yeah. order for it to produce. So just the same way, I'm going to say this, God's word is alive and powerful. The Bible says that it is alive and powerful, but it's not going to produce results unless it becomes real to us, unless it starts working in us. You know, that's the that's the scripture we're meditating in First Thessalonians chapter two. Mm-hmm. It's not because we moved on from a series that we can't keep meditating in that, in that scripture. Yeah. You know, that scripture says that because you believe the word of God, that it is now working in you. It, that is true about me. The that word, is true about me as well. The word is working in me. Yeah. What we what we studied in uh, in that month mm-hmm. is more real to me now. It doesn't mean that we moved away from it. It yes. just means that that seed is growing in me. And just the same way, these exceeding great and precious promises are words that the Lord gave us. And the fact is, they need to be planted, and they need to be. They need time to root themselves in us, and they need time to start growing. Glory to God. And that's why, you know, even if you see something that belongs to you and you're not seeing it in operation, well, the Lord gave us seeds. He didn't give us a fully formed tree. That's right. That seed needs to grow in us because once it grows in us, nothing can take it away from us. So the, it's so important to understand that the word of God is alive and powerful, but it needs to become alive and powerful in me to produce the fruit of what the promise already contains. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let me, I really want to read this uh, scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. I love this verse. I love this verse too. It's one of the first verses that, you know, you, you really brought to my attention uh, at the beginning when I met you. And I, I'm like, that's in the Bible? <laughs> you know, it's, one, it's one of those verses that really stood out like, no way, that's so big. <laughs> so it, and, and here's the thing. Go ahead and read it and sure. we'll talk about that. Okay, sure. For all the promises of God in him, so in Jesus or in Christ, are yes. And in him, amen to the glory of God through us. So I have so much I want to say there. And yeah. I know you have as well. Well, but... I mean, this, like, I mean, I know you're going to say this is covenant language. This, yeah. this is, um, this is the result. Like this verse is true because all the things necessary to make it true are already settled. Yeah. And, and this is why the gospel is the good news. We, last last week in our podcast, we talked about Jesus is the one who made the covenant. That means it's not subject to my performance. Yeah. It's based on him. It's based on his perfection. And so the, the promises are mine because all of the terms are already settled mm-hmm. in him. Yeah. They're not, they're not reliant on you. No. They're not reliant on your performance. They're not reliant on your effort. They're not reliant on, on the, uh, you know, faith 
principles that you try to apply, the things you try to do. No, no these promises belong to you yeah. anyway. Yeah. Right? That's so powerful. It is. So praise God. For all the promises of God in covenant are yes and in covenant, amen. Yeah. To the glory of God through us. You know what else is amazing? Is that when those promises become visible, they glorify God. So when, <laughs> That's right. you know, when we looked at that scripture last week in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9 saying, Jesus became poor so that I might, might be made rich. When that might be made rich gets visible, that glorifies God. That's exactly right. And that, and the, the performance of God's promises in our life are a sign to others of how good he is. And this, this, and why this is, is awesome is because we can come to Jesus. You know, the, I talk about the leper that came to Jesus and said, I know you're able to make me well, yeah. but are you willing? And Jesus didn't just heal him. He changed his thinking. Yeah. He didn't, because he could have, right? He could have said, I mean, at least we think this way. We, he could have, uh, he could have just healed him without saying anything. But then maybe it's not true for someone else. And he, he settled the issue. I am willing. I am willing. Be cleansed. <laughs> and that, yeah. it, it's not just, it's not just the result. Yeah. It's the understanding of who he is. He, we're talking about he, the promiser, the father. We're able because he, the father, gave us these promises. We need to have thinking like him. Yeah. Think like God does. That leper came to Jesus and said, I know you're able if you're willing, Jesus said, here, let me correct your thinking. Right. So you think just like the one that I am representing my father. Sure. So if I, if I look back at, you know, what we're talking about, which is able and specifically financial ability, yeah. or I don't want to say financial, it's not limited to money. It's not about money. Money gives you ability. Right. Mo and the fact is like what the, what, what we see here is, Get your eyes off the money, get your eyes on the source, change your thinking to connect your eyes to the source. And the source is what makes you able. Yes. The source is God, yeah. nothing else and no one else. Your business is not your source, your income, your, your, your job is not your source. You know, your parents are not your source. God is your source. Yeah. And um, I'm glad you said that, you know, because we are we are talking about finances because I think it's something that we haven't talked enough about. Yeah. But ability cannot be limited to one thing. That would be disability. Sure. Like if I have one working leg and I don't have another one, that's that's there's that's a disability. <laughs> Absolutely. So able means exactly what our text says. I can do anything I need to do. Right. And uh, so that that doesn't exclude anything. It includes everything. Right. Praise God. 
So I mentioned this before and I want to, I want to come back to it. So basically God is faithful. He made us promises. First of all, we can't sit here and talk about all the promises because we'd be here until next year because the Bible, like I said, is a big book and there's tons of promises in there. Actually, all the words in there are words of promise. They're they're words of intention, Yes, you know? And basically we can see this and I make notes for myself, right? And there's there's times where when I'm reading just the emphasis that the Lord just seems to bring up to me are, are different over periods of time. So... I've seen emphasis on health and healing. I've seen promises on having a strong mind. I've seen promises of sleep, good sleep. That's in the Bible. That's in the know? Bible. Uh, I've seen promises of long life. I've seen promises of security and protection, of prosperity and abundance, of family and family relationships, on and on and on and on and on. Right. There are there are promises in there that we can just draw from. There are promises in the Bible that promise you good furniture for your house. Praise God. Amen. I, I you, it's just it's in there. If you're willing to dig it out, it's in there. Well, I I see the manifestation. I'm sitting on that couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, praise God. God has taken great care of us and I thank God for it. But I'm I'm encouraging you if if you have a need in your in your life if you're looking and there's a need in your life stop staring at the need yeah and start searching for promises that's right don't don't uh you know search on youtube search in the bible for promises that find scriptures that promise what you want god in to fact do don't for you. don't search on youtube because they'll probably talk you out of those promises <laughs> well, just can, look at the bible you can go to go church beirut on youtube but okay I take that back. Uh, well, there, there are plenty of promises. Actually, we've talked about them. So 2 Corinthians 8, 9, Philippians 4, 4, 4 19. But I, I, I really want us to read one promise, which is so powerful. Like mm-hmm. when you say it's so powerful, that's in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. It, this is, um, uh, let's read it, but, but I, I want to say something about it. Sure. So I'm, I'm going to read this in the New King James Version. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So there's, again, there's intentionality there, right? Yes. You, you said uh, finances is ability. If, you know, you can think, well, um, I really believe that the Lord wants us to have a podcast for Go Church Beirut, and we need to share it. Well, uh, it's, you know, it, it costs money. Well, it costs me fuel to get down here. Well, it costs money to, <laughs> it costs money to uh, have the necessary equipment to record this yeah. and then to publish it and to make sure it gets to where you're listening to it on. And then it, it's costing you probably something to listen to this because you're getting it over the internet. So uh, right. Unless you're using free Wi-Fi, that's probably costing something. But those those small charges, your ability to pay those things is actually your ability to enforce your will in the natural realm. And so finances are important. Here, the 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 Lord in Deuteronomy, he said, it is God that makes you able, gives you ability to get wealth. Why? So that he can establish his covenant. 
we're still talking about the same thing. Right. So there is a natural side to this very supernatural agreement, promise, cutting that we've been talking and about. And do not the do not confuse the law with the covenant. Right. Because these are two different things. I yes. mean, the law in the Old Testament is not the definition of covenant. Yeah, in fact, uh, in the context here that he's talking about, he's talking about the promise that he made with Abraham that his uh, spirit would come on all. Yes. Um, and that and was we, before the law. Right. We see that in uh, Galatians chapter 3, 13 and 14. Well, uh, also... What I love about this Deuteronomy passage, though, is this promise, we're, we're saying that, you know, we're pulling this out and, and seeing this promise. We're seeing some intention about the covenant there. But look at the language. He said, you, uh, you remember this, that when you, when you have the success that I'm promising you, it's not because you're so good. It's because I'm so good. Praise God. <laughs> So there's two things I want to point out there. Number one, he's so good. <laughs> Number two, success and specifically financial success is assumed for those in covenant with God. Yeah. It is the assumed norm that those that are in covenant with God are dominating financially. I mean, he says that all those in covenant, all those under the blessing will lend and not borrow. Yes. That's part of the blessing. And, and something we sing about is something we, we've talked about time exactly. and time again. We're there in Deuteronomy. Just turn over to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. The Lord said to Joshua, This book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate in it there day and night. Why? So that you'll have good success. Right. You'll make your way prosperous and have good success. Make your way prosperous and have good success. You know what that sounds like? Able. Able. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be, yeah. if you want to be able, okay, then Put the promises in your eyes, in your ears, and in your mouth. There's never been a generation where that has been easier to do. I, I mean, I can choose which translation of the Bible I want to listen to. I can choose which translation of the Bible I want to read. Yeah. I can, I can use... Uh, software in the YouVersion Bible app to make uh, a, a verse, you know, a different color. So it stands out. We, we've had missionaries come across our lands years ago where they only had one translation of one of the gospel accounts and went across the country. Yeah. Preaching it. Yeah. The, Imagine the, what we have. The first missionary, uh, I mean, I, he's not really the first missionary, but the, uh, the, the guy, Ibrahim, that came from the house of Marin uh, in 413, I believe, you know, it says that they committed unto him the gospel, which sounds really poetic, but really it's like they handed him a one copy of probably the gospel of Mark and said, 
you know, don't drop this. <laughs> so I want to, for the sake of time, I, I do want to quickly talk about uh, an illustration mm -hmm. and a point that we're making about the promises of God. Because, you know, we talked about the promises of God. Of course, we can find them in scripture, but they need to become real and alive to us. They need to be real. And the way we make the promises real is we keep them before our eyes. We keep right. them in our ears. And uh, I have a feeling you're going to talk about Paul. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I do want to talk about Paul and I want to, I want to talk about this example because, uh, you know, this is something actually I'm not going to talk about. I'm going to introduce uh, and we're going to talk about it in our grow groups. Yeah. And that's really the goal. The goal is to open up discussion and see things in scripture come alive. So the, Hey, that, that can work for me. Yeah. <laughs> that applies to me. And the fact is, you know, we recently read Acts, uh, the book of Acts with our reading plan mm -hmm. with Go Church. If you're not on that, I encourage you to get plugged in and read it along with us. Uh, and basically in, in the book of Acts in chapter 27 and 28, we see that at this point, Paul is a prisoner and he's about to get sent to Rome because he, he wasn't happy with his judgment. And he said, I appeal to Caesar. So now they're going to send him to Caesar and Caesar's going to judge his case himself. So Caesar being the emperor of the whole Roman empire, literally. And basically God, you know, as they get on the boat, Paul has in his heart, you know, he says, look, I perceive that this, this, this voyage is going to end in disaster. So let's not go there. And, you know, he's a prisoner, so he doesn't have a say in the matter. So they end up taking him on the boat by force and going to Rome. And sure enough, they encounter a terrible storm in the Mediterranean at a point where it's going from, uh, you know, from autumn to, to, to winter. And it's not a time to travel. And they get caught for weeks in a storm. Yeah. And it's terrible. And you find Paul, you know, praying. He's on his knees praying. And basically there is a, an angel who appears to Paul and gives him a message. And so I'm, I'm going to read that. I'm, I'm going to pull that up in, uh, in the book of Acts, in Acts 27. In verse 23, Paul is explaining, there stood by me this night an angel of, the, of God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. That is a word of promise. Yeah. That is an angel delivering a word from God to Paul. So now, no matter how bad the storm gets, like a tsunami hits, I'm getting to Rome no matter what. God promised, you know, no matter what happens, no one on the ship is dying. I'm confident about that. God promised. So he's going through these scenarios. Sure enough, they 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 get shipwrecked in Malta and no one dies and nothing happens to anyone on board. And then he's picking up wood for uh, for fire and a venomous snake bites him. And everyone's like, oh, he's going to die. He just literally shakes the snake off because the promise of God told him he'd go to Rome. I think uh, that picture of... Paul shaking the snake off into the fire, which I hate snakes. I, I, that's terrible. But the the scriptural image of Paul just shaking the snake off into the fire, that is the most appropriate response to anything that you see the devil try to do in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Like 
the the devil we've said it before he just gets too much credit that's right and <laughs> paul actually everyone around that sees paul get bit by the snake they're like oh, and they all make assumptions about what it means and what it is and he obviously paid no attention to it he just kept building the fire yeah that's right <laughs> and the uh so the the devil tries to all oh, the you know this huge attack that now i just just shake it <laughs> off and that's so that's what happens actually eventually on malta he finds great favor with the people in malta he ministers to the what was it the governor uh, yes the governor's father mm -hmm. and then a whole bunch of other sick people come and minister to him sorry and, and ask for for healing and he ministers to them mm -hmm. and he receives gifts and and wealth and what does he receive he actually receives ability Yes. To continue the journey on. He received, that's a, that's a brilliant way to say that. He received the ability to continue to accomplish the mission. That's right. And what was the mission? So he, he ended up getting to Rome mm -hmm. and everything that happens, happens. And he finds great favor wherever he goes. And actually he has the financial means as a prisoner to rent a house on his own expense for two years in Rome and strengthen the church. Yeah. Right, right there. So God had a big plan for him and then the storm hit and then a snake bit and then a whole bunch of stuff happened, but he had a promise that took him to the end. So the promise made him able to accomplish what God said he would accomplish. So if God has a plan for you, he's going to make you able to accomplish it. Yeah. And actually I, I want to, I know we're running short on time, but I just wanted to share this at the beginning of the year, as I was praying, uh, this was like maybe in November, this word came up in my heart, which I believe was from the Lord. And that word was abundance for ability. And that came up and that's, you know, I was really holding on to that saying, you know, this is what the Lord promised me. This is what he's going to do for me coming through. Obviously, you know, if, if that word goes against the Bible, throw it away. Yeah, But if that word is in line with the Bible, in this case, in line with 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, which is our main scripture for this month, listen to it because that's the Lord. Yes. And at some point there was something that came up, which I did not plan for financially. Okay. I said, listen, if this is going to happen and this needs to happen, I need more money to come in and I don't see from where and I don't see how. And at that point, I drew from that promise. That word, abundance for ability, was a promise God made me. And I said, okay, you want me to be able to do this because this is your ministry work. So now I need to abound. I need to be able to do that. So at that point, Siela and I just held hands. We said, you know, that's his word. That's his promise. He's going to deliver. We just went on, you know, we continued. That, that time was supposed to come up and the, the, the deadline was coming up for that to happen. And sure enough, a series of events happened where I realized that, you know what, there, there, there were certain amounts of money which I was owed and I, I was due to receive. And then I started receiving those amounts and they were exactly the amount required to accomplish what God called me to accomplish that March. Glory to God. So the word abundance for ability that he gave me was a promise that I held on to. 
and I drew from and it manifested into my life where there was something required and it came through. So that's, that's not just for me, right? That word is not just for me. That word is in the Bible and that's for everyone. Yeah. And the ability like, uh, and, and I really want, I want us in our grow groups to dig into that story of Paul because um, it's a great illustration of how you can hang on to a promise in the middle of contrary circumstances. Right. So we, we have, Paul had a, a covenant promise from a covenant keeping God and the circumstance he was in could not have looked more opposite. But yet when Paul arrived in Rome, he had second Corinthians chapter nine, verse eight, all sufficiency yeah. in all things and abounded to every good work. That's right. The, th this, this word isn't just limited to Paul though. You took the same principles and it applied to you this year. Right. So it's, it's true 2000 years ago. It's true today. And it's true for you. Praise God. And with that, we're out of time for yeah. this week, but we had a great time talking about this. I'm looking forward to having a discussion about the story of Paul in yes. our growth groups this yeah. week. This is going to be good. If no one told you yet today, I want to tell you that we love you and you are able. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We want everyone to experience the unconditional love of God, grow in His love, and go with His love to the rest of their world. We invite you to connect with us at one of our groups or our next gathering. And if no one told you yet today, we love you and believe God's very best for you.